aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. I just can't can't believe the way it played out. I had a great restart. I thought I might take the lead off turn two, and Denny kind of leaned on me, which he should. I would have done the same thing. And I saw Chase come back on the racetrack. Well, at that point, they were just telling me that he had a penalty. So I thought, all right, you know, maybe I can kind of make a run for the last lap and a half here at Denny. And they had contact, and all of a sudden, the seas parted. And then from there, it was just... Run like hell because I knew Kyle and Chase and Ryan were back there and they were pretty good all day. So I put in as about as good of a lap and a half as I could. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry. Trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity XFi, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we get set to preview the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs. They begin this weekend. Got a lot of key players here in these playoffs, and some of them will join us today, including John Hunter Nemechek, Ben Rhodes, and Sheldon Creed. We're also headed off to Michigan International Speedway this weekend for a doubleheader with the NASCAR Cup Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Michigan Track President Rick Brenner is going to join us, and we'll preview this weekend's action at MIS and a lot more. But first, to get us started, let's get a check of the headlines across NASCAR Nation with our Kyle Ricky. Kyle, what do you have for us this week? Mike, silly season in the NASCAR Cup Series has generated a ton of headlines recently, but we've got some news out of the NASCAR Xfinity Series this week. Junior Motorsports announced Monday that Josh Berry will pilot their number eight car full-time in 2022. Berry has raced part-time this season in that car, scoring a win at the Martinsville Speedway. The opportunity to race for a championship next year is the culmination of years of hard work for Barry. Junior Motorsports was pretty um, you know, open with me the whole time about where we were at with things. And 
you know, it's still pretty early in the season. So, you know, we all felt like we had time on our side. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I had a couple of decent, you know, I mean, good offers to, to do, do some other things, but obviously um, this is where I wanted to be and what I want. I wanted to race the Xfinity Series, love the Xfinity Series, love the cars and, and everything about it. So obviously wanted to, to make this work and we were able to do it. The team also confirmed this week that Sam Mayer will also still run full-time in 2022 and left the possibility open of running five cars next season. In more Xfinity Series news, Bubba Wallace will make his return to the series for the first time since 2017 this weekend at the Michigan International Speedway. Wallace will pilot the number 61 Hattori Racing Enterprises Toyota. Austin Hill was scheduled to drive the car, but will be replaced by Wallace so he can focus on the Truck Series playoff opener at Gateway. MRN will have flag-to-flag -flag coverage of both of those races. Our coverage of the Toyota 200 presented by CK Power for the trucks will kick off Friday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, while our coverage of the NASCAR Xfinity Series New Holland's 250 gets going at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon from Michigan. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we chat with John Hunter Nemechek, and later, Ben Rhodes will join us. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. John Hunter Nemechek has won five times so far this year in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Matter of fact, John Hunter took home the regular season championship crown as we look ahead into the overall series and the beginning of the playoffs for 2021. They come this weekend at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. And our Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with John Hunter as he gets ready for a playoff push. Before this all began, you said, I'm coming to take this truck ride because I want to show people that I can still win and I can be up front. Is it mission accomplished or not so much if you don't win a championship? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're hashtag here for wins. We want to win everything. Uh, win every single week at the racetrack. Uh, win regular season championship, which we, we've been able to check off. And now it's uh, bound and determined to be in that final four come Phoenix and go get that trophy. You've also had a huge year on the personal front, being a, a first-time dad and all the other things that have gone with this year. Does it feel kind of like a whirlwind to you? I mean, <laughs> all the different things that have happened, I mean, in a positive way? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say whirlwind. Uh, I, I think it's been an amazing year. Um, a, a lot has definitely changed for myself uh, as a driver and as uh, a new dad. Um, so there's a lot of things that I feel like ha have changed my perspective and uh, have an Aspen uh, definitely changes your perspective on a lot of things. Um, and, and uh, seeing her smile when you come home after having a not so great day or somehow uh, she doesn't it, care. She does not <laughs> care. And it changes your mentality in, in a split second. So um, it, it's definitely brought me to understand some different things different. And uh, I, I feel like that has definitely helped me excel this year as well. Um, not dwelling on bad performances, moving on and uh, being able to focus on the present and the future. What's something or a couple of some things that people told you about being a dad that you went, 
ah, that's not such a big deal. And then you got into it and realized, oh, yeah, now I see. Yeah, so Aspen has been really good. Um, she uh, started sleeping 12 hours a night, uh, week six. So we wow. were very lucky. Um, before that, she was only waking up once a night, which was really, really good. Um, so uh, a lot of people have said that sleep uh, doesn't come easy. And luckily, it, it did for us. Um, but uh, I, I think the other thing with her, um, she's always a happy baby. She hardly ever cries, which is awesome. Um, she loves to travel with us. Uh, she was actually at Richmond uh, when she was a week and a half old. So uh, got to take her to Victory Lane at her first ever trip to the racetrack, which was really neat. Um, so there, there hasn't been a lot that I would say that ha has been dwelling or, or draining for Taylor and myself. Um, it's been a really fun process so far. You're not necessarily a stranger to this whole playoff thing, but what are your initial thoughts going into it? Because some guys say, man, it's, it's about like the NCAA tournament. You just survive in advance. And other guys say, no, you need to get a win right out of the gate. How do you think about it? <laughs> We're hashtag here for wins. <laughs> we want to win. Uh, I mean, that's the only way that you guarantee yourself locked into the next round is to win a race. So um, that's what we're here to do. Uh, I feel like we have one of the winning combinations uh, come Friday night at, at Gateway. Um, I've won there in the past. I've always run really, really well there um, in our NIMCO Motorsports equipment. Uh, crew Chief Eric Phillips, when he was at KBM prior, uh, I think he has a win or two there. Um, Most and, likely. I think he's won about everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's always been super fast there. So um, I'm looking forward to getting there. Uh, it's one of my favorite racetracks to go to, and uh, hopefully we can go out there and be the dominant truck. A lot of these are, are ones that you haven't been to this year, at least, uh, or are, are changed, like Bristol, for example. But what jumps out at you about Gateway and the way it drives? Uh, well, I've only been there once since the repave, so uh, that that's a little bit different. Um, the asphalt is definitely going to be different. Grip level is going to be different. Um, some some shifting stuff I, I feel like that is going to go into effect this year uh, with the new spec motor compared to the old built motor. Um, turn one and two and three and four are completely different. Uh, you got to get your truck working on both ends, which I think is going to be the key thing come Friday night. Um, so no practice, no qualifying. Uh, knock on wood, we've been pretty close on setups right off the truck. Uh, every single week so far this year and we've only had one or two bad races so um, out of how many we've run so far it's it's pretty good stats speaking of the setups and being good right off the truck are you a guy that says I'd like this and this or are you a guy that just says just just give me the steering wheel and let me drive it <laughs> uh, a little bit of both um, I don't want to overset boundaries and, and steer uh, Eric and our engineer and all of our guys at, at KBM the wrong way because um, then it's on you <laughs> then then it is on me um, but at the same time um, if something stands out from something that we've tried or whatever I'll definitely speak my mind about it um, but at the same time uh, I trust Eric and those guys uh, to do their job and I think that they trust me to go out there and do my job and that's to drive as fast as I can and not make mistakes and uh, go win races and luckily uh, when you have good communication open lines of communication you're able to talk about all that stuff and, and have a really good relationship like we do uh, it, it definitely uh, sets you apart from the rest. Finishing up that first round, Darlington is the next race, and that'll be a Sunday afternoon race. Tell me about racing there in a truck because it's got so much <laughs> history and so much background to it. But, I mean, once you're in the truck, you don't care what day it is. Yeah, it's uh – uh 
it, it's really neat to go back to Darlington. Uh, I feel like we had a win kind of get taken away from us there in the first race this year and uh, ran really well there in the cup car last year as well uh, during the day. Um, so a lot is going to change from night to day. Um, there, it's going to be super slick. Uh, at least there will be rubber down from the Xfinity race the day before. So um, definitely we'll be tuning in for that. But Darlington, I mean, it's, uh, it's unique in its own way. Um, I, I've loved going there. I've only run there a few times, but have had a lot of fun running there. Uh, tires fall off a lot and coming from racing short tracks and growing up short track racing, uh, you definitely can't ask for anything better. Um, tire degradation is awesome when you're able to save some and be able to go out there and uh, make the end count. Let's finish up the round then with Bristol. Last time you saw it, it was covered in dirt. A completely different experience this time around. What do you think about it in the playoffs? I love Bristol. One of my favorite places uh, that we go to. Um, had a win in the truck series. Get taken away uh, from some motor issues a couple years ago. Um, so that one still haunts me to this day. Um, but I think in the last three or four Xfinity starts I've had there, I finished second or third. Uh, ran really well there in the cup car last year. Um, it's just a racetrack that suits me i feel like and uh hopefully we can have a really good truck start up front and uh actually make my xfinity debut uh with gibbs that weekend as well so uh, a lot happening for me at bristol and i uh, can't wait to turn a lot of laps busy time and then the rest of the the schedule how do you feel like it shapes up for you personally i mean you've already got a win at vegas this year and you're going back there for one yeah, um, Vegas, uh, I look forward to um, pretty much every track in the playoffs, except for maybe Talladega, I'm looking forward to. Um, Talladega is just a wild card race. Uh, it's You can be in control for as much as you can control, but in the end, there are things that you can't control. Um, so uh, hopefully we can get a win at Vegas, lock ourselves in, or at least be way ahead on points uh, if we can't win Vegas and not have to worry about Talladega um, in that way. That would be really good. Um, um, having that playoff point lead so far is, is definitely very nice for us as well to have a little security blanket on our side. All right. Multi-time winner, new dad, John Hunter, everything's going great <laughs> for you. Thanks for your time, man. Congratulations on a strong season. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Ben Rhodes will also talk playoffs. And later, reigning NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion Sheldon Creed will join us. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Ben Rhodes began the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series season with a sweep of Daytona, first on the oval and then on the road course. Since then, Ben's been searching for his third victory of the season. Could it come this weekend as the tough trucks of NASCAR begin the playoffs? MRN's Kim Kuhn spoke with Ben about his season and the upcoming playoff stretch. What have you learned in your past playoff experiences that is going to help you this year? Well, I think the big thing that I've taken away is how to see opportunities as they're presenting themselves. So when an opportunity is coming in the form of a, a hole or an opening or, you know, a caution, 
whatever it is on the track and that can have huge implications for your whole season i can go back and look at multiple seasons of my career and say at this one moment if i did this one move at this one moment i could have been champion or i could have you know i could have won this race and that would have made me rookie of the year whatever i mean there i can look back and i i can name a lot you know and it's a horrible feeling to kind of think back that way but racing is is definitely a losing sport you're going to lose more yeah. than you win right <laughs> so you're always going to have that but I've tried to really not dwell on it, but really kind of focus on it and say, okay, how can I prevent that in the future? How can I take advantage of those opportunities when they're happening? And I think that's just what we talked about. Experience is key. It helps you recognize those things as they're happening. So, you know, as we're getting going in the playoffs here and we're late in the stage and we've got to really make something happen and rather than letting an opportunity slip by that you didn't know was an opportunity until the race is over, you're going to seize it. And you're going to take care of it. And that comes with experience. So let's talk about this first round, first races, gateway. What do you think we're going to see out of that race? Uh, I I hope it's a calm race for me. I really do. Mm-hmm. Gateway is such a unique racetrack. The long straightaways, I mean, you're, you are selling it off into the corner so deep. And you're on the brakes so hard that things can get out of control really quickly. You can wheel hop at gateway, which is, you know, not something you typically think about for, you know, a, a track that's a mile long. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I just want to be careful. I want to get up to the front, and I'd like to cruise and let everybody else put on the great show for the fans that the Truck Series usually does. Um, for me, an uneventful race is usually a good race, meaning we were up front and we were leading some laps. So that'd be great for us. But Gateway is going to be wild, I think. you know, I, I, I heard that they're not doing the PJ1 this year. I don't know what that means. I can't remember not racing with PJ1 at mm-hmm. Gateway. It's been so long. So I think restarts are going to be a huge premium. The track should probably start coming in later in the race for us. Um, the good news is there's some other series there racing with us, so rubber will get laid down. Then we roll into Darlington after an off week. Yeah. That wasn't the original plan, though. We were supposed to be at Canadian Tire, so how does that <sighs> flip-flop? You're, you're, you're exasperated there. It sounds like you wanted to be at Canadian I Tire. Uh, why? And then how does Darlington com- change the complexion of the first round compared to what it would have been? Yeah, nothing against Darlington, but... Canada is awesome. That is one of my all-time favorite racetracks. I mean, the hills, the elevation, the high-speed corners, it's, it, it has it all. Mm-hmm. And the fans up there are incredible. I mean, we have such a turnout every single year, and we're the main event, and I love it. So Canada knows how to treat us right. They know how to, um, you know, make us feel appreciated when we go north. And I love everything about, you know, the atmosphere, the racetrack. It's just awesome. So I've been missing out on that for a while. I haven't had my fix yeah. in a while, and I'm really bummed about it. But Darlington's a cool track nonetheless, and there's no other track on the schedule that I think poses the challenges that Darlington does to drivers um, about just being on your A-game. It is so easy to wreck there and just knock the wall down. And you don't even have to knock the wall down. You can just scrape it, but it's Mm going to have implications for your day, and now that we're in the playoffs, it'll have implications for your whole season. And not only are we racing Darlington, we're doing it as a doubleheader alongside the Cup Series. A lot more eyes on that race maybe than if it were on a a Friday night or a Saturday night. What does that mean, not necessarily for you, because, again, we've talked about you being a veteran of the sport. Does it add more pressure to the field, especially some of those younger drivers who are making their first playoff appearance? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Uh, I learned that I just take my blinders with me everywhere and just – don't really look out to the sides. Uh, when I was young and dumb, I, I certainly did. I, I was looking around. You could feel that pressure. You'd feel the atmosphere, and it it would, you know, give you emotions, and, and those could affect you inside the race car. So, I, yeah, I certainly felt that at a younger age. And now that I'm, you know, this 
old wily veteran 24 year old <laughs> i'm i'm just um impervious to emotion and feeling <laughs> so i'm i don't know i'm i'm really um i'm hoping it'll maybe get under some people's skin but for me i i think it's kind of all adds to the fanfare i've really enjoyed mm -hmm. it you know i made my first cup start earlier this year and um that's good training for that right like you only get to make your first cup start once and you know there's a lot of motion and, and intensity that comes along with that so yeah i mean i feel like I've had some experiences that prepared me for it. Now the blinders are on every weekend. You just got to stay focused. You showed your old age using the word impervious. I'm impressed with the yeah, vocabulary well, word. but I'm a thesaurus, a walking <laughs> thesaurus. Just ask me another one. And finally, <laughs> uh, we round out this first round at Bristol. Elimination race. Bristol's already crazy. Going to be different than when we were there earlier this year on dirt. Would you have liked to have seen the playoff race on dirt? Uh, yeah, actually I would have. You know, Bristol has been... The concrete Bristol has been really rough on Ben Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Dirt Bristol was very soft and kind. Um, <laughs> I think that was the first time I left Bristol without any like damage to the truck at all. And that was on dirt race and the first dirt race at Bristol, mind you. And that, our truck was so clean. All we had to do is like wipe the dirt off and we're good. I've never had that, like, yeah. ever. So, yeah, I wish I could go back. We had a chance to kind of go for a win there. Um, and then, you know, Concrete Bristol, I've never really had the speed that we've needed at that track. And I don't know why. We're, we're working on it. We're trying to look back at notes and, and see what we can figure out. But um, KBM's always been tough there. GMS has been good. Those te teams have kind of dominated that track in recent years. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to put our name to the books. But Bristol's a cool track regardless, dirt or concrete. I mean, it's... It's a place you want to win at as bad as any. I just wish we, you know, had some speed in the past, and I've got confidence we'll get it this year. So what I'm hearing, though, is that you're hoping to win in the first or second race of the round, so there's no <laughs> pressure on Bristol. Yeah, that would so be nice. So you don't have as much pressure. Well, Bristol, you can't hide. Like, yeah. you go into Bristol, and you can't hide from anything that's going to happen. You're, you're driving with your tongue hanging out your mouth the whole time because you can't catch your breath, and it's just very physical, nonstop race where, you know, you don't have time to react to anything. You're just driving by the seat of your pants and hoping that you're not in a wreck. And, uh, you know, that's that's hard to count on what's going to happen, right? So, I don't know. Two wins would be nice going into that. That, that set us up really good. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Coming up, Sheldon Creed will join us. And later, we'll check in with Rick Brenner, the president of Michigan International Speedway. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The last time the Camping World Truck Series raced at Gateway, Sheldon Creed left a winner. Sheldon returns this weekend, not only eyeing his second consecutive win at the track, but also a second consecutive title for the Truck Series. Woody Kane sat down with Creed ahead of his title defense. Defending champion, you come back, and I'm curious about, obviously the first step of winning a championship is to get to the playoffs in the first place, and you've done that. But going through these stages last year, what did you learn that you think will help you this year? Uh, I mean, consistency was really big for us last year. Um, obviously, we hit our stride at a really good time. Got a ton of stage wins um, and ran up front almost every week. So I think that's going to be the goal this year, and, and that's what you're going to have to do. I feel like this year might be a little bit more technical with uh, trucks, and, and I don't think we have the speed over other trucks that we, that we did last year. So um, everyone's got speed. Everyone's really fast this year, and it's going to be a little bit harder. So I think stage points are going to be important. Race wins are going to really be important. Um, and just being good every week, that's what's going to have to happen to, to be able to win. 
you mentioned last year and how much speed you had, and you certainly did. So what's been the difference this year to last year? You've got the win, but when you and I talked a few weeks ago, you said we just we just something wasn't clicking as, as well as it was a year ago. Is what is it? Is there more than one thing? A couple of little things? Uh, I just don't think we developed as good as as other teams did. Um, obviously, it's so hard with without practice, and we felt like we were at a really good spot at the end of last year. And I mean, we we did work on things that we thought we needed to be better at, but um, obviously, other teams did did more and and that showed at the beginning of the season I feel like we've kind of got back on track and and we've developed and gotten better but um yeah I don't I don't know we've run third the last two asphalt tracks we've been to so um you know that's that's a little confidence booster and Mm -hmm. and I know we can do it I feel like we've been executing a lot better lately and um yeah well time will tell and, and we'll see how it plays out I mean, it's easy because obviously if, if you knew what it was, you'd fix it immediately, but it typically is not just one thing. I mean, through your racing career, you've also won an ARCA championship. Do you see that typically it's not, oh, this is the thing, this is the one thing that's that's holding us back or making us be really good rather than a collection of smaller things? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I've I've made mistakes this year that, uh, that I should know better than, than to do, and um, you just get caught in those moments where um, – you're driving so hard and trying to make up for what the truck's not doing and, and you just get in bad situations. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Obviously it's, it's a lot easier when your trucks are the fastest there every weekend. Um, and last year I felt I had the confidence every weekend that if we went the fastest truck, we were a top three truck where this year you don't know, right? <laughs> uh, there's so many good trucks this year and, um, Obviously, John Hunter has has elevated everyone mm-hmm. and and made everyone better. So uh, I love that about it. I love the uh, the competition and and how hard it is. And um, yeah, I feel like if we can pull it off and go back to back, um, it'd be really special. Absolutely, it would. Will you open it up at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway? That's an awful long name, but still the same Gateway. What do you think about racing at that track? How does it drive? Uh, I've always loved Gateway. Um, won the first time I went there in the Arca car. Uh, I think I ran sixth the first time in the truck and then one last year. So um, me and Jeff were actually were two for two there together. <laughs> um, so feel really good about it. I think we're lining up fourth for this weekend's race. And um, I just like the difference between the corners. One and two is very tight. You're shifting. Three and four is a lot flatter. Um, it's really hard to pass, which is kind of frustrating there. But um, nonetheless, just a really fun racetrack. And um yeah, I don't know, just been fast right out of the box there and, and always had speed there. You talk about the different corners, and that always brings up an interesting point to me is you go to a place like Pocono with three different corners or a place like you're talking about with Gateway with different turns. When you're when you're trying to set your truck up, are you sacrificing some at one place so you can be really good at another, or you just try to be pretty good in both? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to be really good in both, yeah. right? But you're going to give up some to be really good in another so if you're really good in one and two you're probably going to be tight in three and four if you're really good in three and four you might be on the splitter or something in one and two so um kind of depends what you want to do but um yeah what's going to be the fastest right mm-hmm. you know you might have to deal with something um here and there that that you might not like to to make lap time and be fast so um talked about that a lot actually getting ready for this weekend and 
um, if he can open up the playoffs with a win and, and uh, just really set a tone and, and build some confidence early, I think it would be, be really good. If you don't set the tone there, the next track is Darlington. You've won there already this year. Tell me about racing a truck at that at that grand old track. Yeah, Darlington's actually probably one of my favorites. Um, almost won there last year. Caution come out, coming back to the wide, and um, paid it and got a speeding penalty, and then ended up not being the fastest truck this year and, and won. So um, very difficult to pass, uh, very difficult track. I feel like it kind of separates the field a little bit, and um, – yeah, a lot different than, than what we're used to. So really excited to go there, really excited for Bristol, uh, really excited for Vegas, um, really all the tracks coming up. Talladega obviously has uncertainty on what's going to happen. Yeah, you could or, do everything right there and still wind up on your lid. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll find out. Uh, Martinsville won stage one there last year, drove back to leading the 98 spun us. So, um, yeah, just – I feel like the playoffs have really good tracks for not only myself, but our team. And um, we just need to go execute and, and have fast trucks every week. You mentioned Bristol. Last time you saw it, it was covered in dirt. The difference between that and this obviously is, is monumental. But what do you think about racing the truck there without the dirt? Uh, I like it more without the dirt. <laughs> um, I was really excited for the dirt to be there. And, and it didn't race like at all how I wanted it to or, or how I thought it was going to. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan on, on bottom feeder racetracks mm -hmm. uh, for dirt, but uh, really fun front in the concrete. Uh, really looking forward to it. And I feel like starting up front is going to be really important through the playoffs. Uh, a lot of fast trucks. Even guys that didn't make the playoffs this year have had a lot of speed. And, mm -hmm. um, gosh, I've started 15th or worse so many different times, and it takes so long to get up towards the front. So mm -hmm. um, strong finishes, good lap times, and – Obviously, points are going to matter a lot with the starting position. Absolutely. Well, Sheldon, congratulations on a strong year, no matter what happens for here, and thanks for your time. Thank you. Coming up, Michigan International Speedway track president Rick Brenner joins us, and later we'll preview this weekend's action up there at MIS. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you are spending time with us here on the Motor Racing Network. Racing is about to return to the Irish Hills of Michigan this weekend. Our Woody Kane sat down with MIS track president Rick Brenner to discuss the weekend ahead. Rick Brenner is with us. He's the president of Michigan International Speedway. A doubleheader there last year, Rick, but no fans this time. We're going to see people in the grandstands, and I know that puts a smile on your face and everybody's face who's within any kind of distance to getting to Michigan International Speedway. Are you running ragged right now? Are you waiting for the fans? What's <laughs> what's going on out there? We've we've been waiting for almost two years, Woody. We're we're you know no race weekends complete without our fans. We're beyond excited and ready to welcome them back to the speedway uh, after after a you know a hiatus here. Uh, we've got three great races, as you know. Uh, the Arkham Menard Series, Henry Ford Health Systems 200, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, New Holland 250, and of course the NASCAR Cup Series, Firekeepers Casino 400, August 20th to 22nd. Can't wait to have people back in the back in the facility, uh, enjoying themselves, see the smiles on their faces, and uh, really looking forward to, to welcoming folks back. I'm kind of digging the picture behind you now because it shows a, a wide-angle look at, at the track and some of the surroundings there, but what can fans expect to see that's different since the last time they were able to visit you guys? 
Well, we have two new campgrounds. We have a High Banks campground and a Turn Ford campground. Both uh, intentionally offer uh, electric sites. So we've added some electric electric sites for camping for folks. Uh, the High Banks campground is located off of Turn 3, and the uh, Turn 4 campground is off of Turn 4. What makes the Turn 4 campground really nice, and there's a few spots left in there. Uh, there are oversized spots in both areas, and Turn 4 is right adjacent to Fan Plaza. So you've got a real convenient place to get to your seats, to get to Fan Plaza, to experience everything that's here. So that, that's a, a really nice uh, opportunity. We've also done a little work in some restrooms with some floors and things like that. I know that doesn't sound exciting and exhilarating, but it makes a big difference. It uh, does when you gotta go. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so I, at the end of the day, uh, super, uh, again, super excited to welcome folks back this year. You mentioned the fan plaza, and as things have opened up more and more over this, the course of this season, uh, we've started to see more of the amenities that people are used to coming back. What's going to be in the fan plaza? What can folks look for there? Well, we've got some great, uh, you know, some great partners that are bringing out their displays, as always. We also have a small little car show uh, going on this year that will be there. Uh, and and we, we run a lot of different things here. We try to create, uh, as, as to all the tracks, but we, we try to create, Kind of an, a vibe and an experience out there so our we're, you're going to see in our fan plaza everything from um our new kids zone this year our nascar kids zone that's free uh there's got the bounce houses the things you would expect but also the ann arbor hands-on museum will be down there and the face painters will be there and balloon artists uh and you'll also see different entertainment live music bingo those kinds of things going on there all day long so there's a lot for people to do when they're there in addition to visiting our great partners and uh, we look forward to, to welcoming them back one of the other things that's going to be cool that seems to be getting a, a little uh, buzz going about it now is the Michigan Heritage Trophy. Tell the folks what that is and why it's so coveted, particularly among the individual manufacturers. Yeah, so it, the Heritage Trophy is a trophy that gets awarded to the manufacturer that wins the race, right? And so, um, you know, there's been a run here uh, by Ford, and I think uh, it's pretty obvious that the others, uh, Chevy and Toyota, are looking forward to trying to uh, grab that back. So. Uh, it definitely is a nice, significant piece. Uh, it was started before I got here. I'm proud to continue it. Uh, it's been going for a while now, and uh, it really is meaningful. It's about the manufacturer and the manufacturer winning, and it's also an opportunity for the driver to win something for the manufacturer in the sense of the trophy goes to the winning manufacturer. So uh, there's just a whole lot of nice storylines there and, and meaningful. We're so close to Detroit. The manufacturers are right here in our backyard, and uh, super excited to uh, to continue that tradition. You know, when everybody talks about speed, they immediately think of Daytona and Talladega. But Michigan is right up there as well. What kinds of what kinds of numbers are we going to look for in the Cup Series when those guys go flying off into Turn One? Well, I think, and I, that, you know, and, and, and as legend goes, right, and, and it'll probably be 300 miles an hour by the time my <laughs> my kids tell it. But uh, as as legend goes, the fastest lap I think was in 2014 here with. Um, uh, Jeff Gordon at uh, roughly 214 miles an hour, I think, is the, the fastest lap. Now, again, I'm I'm that's I'm repeating what I've heard, right? Yeah. But yeah. You, you can expect to see, you know, cars reaching that 200 mile an hour mark relatively relatively uh, throughout the race here, and uh, it is a fast track. It's a fun track, and uh, the racing uh, with the new packages. Uh, the past few years and the PJ one that's been out has really gotten tighter and closer and uh, looking forward to it, an action packed, uh, action packed race on uh, Sunday, the 22nd. Now, one of the things we've been seeing is different rules at different tracks in terms of what fans can bring in. So what the folks need to be aware of in terms of what's okay and what's not okay. 
I think fans should expect things to be pretty normal, um, and uh, and they should be bringing clear bags if they're bringing a black bag in, and uh, be ready to uh, you know be cashless. We're going to be cashless this year, so make sure you're ready to be cashless. And um, we look forward to having you here and uh, enjoying a great day. When we look down the road after this, I know that's your focus right now, and it's got to be out of necessity. Give us a little teaser what kinds of things you guys are kind of kind of penciling in on the on the whiteboard or whatever to look forward down the road. What kinds of things are you guys thinking about bringing in in the future in terms of whether it's the track itself or entertainment or other things? What are you looking at down the road? Well, you know, right now we really are looking at, at, at just trying to make the best event weekend we can here coming up with these three great races. But, uh, you know, along the lines in the wintertime, we'll have our, our night lights, our Christmas holiday uh, uh, drive through. It's about six miles of lights. And Brooklyn is, uh, you know, a rural setting here at the track where the track is located in Brooklyn. So the lights really pop. The ambient, the ambient light is, is less. So the lights really pop. So it's a really special opportunity. And we have a backyard hockey tournament in February every year too. So that'll, that'll get us through our winter. We put six rinks right down pit road and uh, have the community out to play hockey for, for a weekend and uh, have a lot of fun with it. So now rumor uh, has it that you're a, you're a, a, a hockey coach yourself, right? Uh, leagues? Quite, quite, quite some time ago. Yes. Quite some time ago. Those days, are, those days I've, I've hung up the skates, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed coaching my kids. I enjoyed uh, earlier in my life coaching uh, prep school hockey uh, as an assistant. So ho hockey is a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, right now, you know, when you start to bring those two things together, right. Where you've got a, a rink on pit road, right. Come on. Yeah. And uh, it really gets people jacked up. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, we're looking forward to having those two events for the winter and then digging in and figuring out what we can do for uh, 2022. MISpeedway.com, obviously above you, there is the place to check it out online, but if folks just got to have a ticket right now, who do they call? 888-905-7223. Happily take your order. Tickets, again, they start at $49 uh, for the Firekeepers Casino 400 on Sunday. Kids 12 and under are free on Friday and Saturday, and they're $10 on uh, Sunday. And that also, they also get a uh, free pre-race pass for Sunday's pre-race activity. So a lot to do, uh, a lot of value, a lot here for everybody. Uh, there's a little something here for everybody. Obviously, there's stuff for the race fan, but bring your buddy too uh, and make them a race fan. Bring them on out and, uh, and come, come and enjoy uh, what we have to offer here. Coming up, we'll preview this Sunday's Cup Series race at Michigan and later this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Whelan would like to congratulate A.J. Allmendinger and his number 16 colleague racing pit crew for the win at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They are the Whelan Pit Crew of the Week. Making only his fourth start on the Cup Series this season, Almendinger praised the champion-level work of the newly formed crew. Honestly, we didn't really have a race-winning car on outright speed. We were probably about 7th to 10th. I sped on pit road, so I just kind of carried on for uh, for how I felt yesterday. So put us in the back there, and we were just fighting hard. I thought we'd probably maybe get in the edge of the top 10 and, and have a solid day. Um, you know, for a, a makeshift, really pit crew that we, I shouldn't say makeshift, but a crew that we don't work with all the time. They did a fantastic job, great pit stops. Wheelin Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series returns to Michigan International Speedway. It's two races to go in the regular season, and here's what some of the drivers are saying ahead of this weekend's action. After the Cup Series raced on road courses in back-to-back -back weeks for the first time in decades, 
NASCAR heads back to the backyard of manufacturers this weekend with the running of the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. Hendrick Motorsports driver William Byron knows that bragging rights are on the line between the manufacturers whenever the sport heads to Motor City. Oh, I'll definitely feed off of it. I think, um, you know, Michigan's such an important racetrack for, for the manufacturers and Chevrolet and, and Ford and Toyota, everybody, you know, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun race. It's going to be bragging rights to see who's got the power and who's got the uh, the downforce and things like that. So um, always kind of a bragging rights kind of race and um, and feel like, you know, we can go in there with a good shot this year. You know, we've got really fast cars on the mile and a half and, and two mile tracks. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see how that plays out for us. There is even hardware on the line for the manufacturers with the Heritage Cup. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace always felt a little bit of extra pressure at Michigan. Oh, man, every time I went to Michigan, you knew that all the manufacturers were going to be there, and they are competing against each other like crazy. So you feel more pressure on you because almost every race I went to in Michigan, we had to come in early and go to whether it was Pontiac headquarters or Ford Motor Company headquarters. Uh, and I know the guys from Chevrolet are doing the same thing. You would go for big fan employee days and stuff like that, and boy, I tell you what, they would all show up the next day at Michigan, and they'd look at your car, and they're, man, they're, they're, they're saying, man, you got to perform. So to have all these manufacturers there, now you got the Heritage Award. I mean, it, honestly, it, it's definitely more pressure than it is going to other racetracks. I could almost put it up there equal with going to the Daytona 500 at the beginning of the year. When you got a lot of pressure, you got to get the job done. And it's the same at Michigan. When those manufacturers are there, that's no joke, buddy. They're, they're playing for keeps, and they really want you to perform. And if you have a tough day, I mean, they kind of look down at it. They, they're like, man, you let me down. Austin Dillon is the first driver on the outside looking in on the playoff bubble with only two races remaining in the regular season. And he has always considered Michigan one of his best racetracks. Michigan's been a, um, a fun race for us in the three team last couple of years. So we always circled the two events we had, canceled one this year. So really focused on this one. Obviously in the point situation we are, we like going to places that we've had success at in the past. And um, you know, everybody at RCR has put a lot of focus um, on our car for that weekend, knowing that it's a good place for us. So we'd like to go there and, and show out for our partners at Dow and, and Chevrolet uh, on, you know, Dow's a, based out of Midland up there and, and it's always good to go put on a good show for for everyone that helps us get to the track each and every weekend. We've had more surprise winners over the past few months earning their spot in the playoffs. One of those drivers was Eric Almarola. If there is a surprise winner in Michigan, that could put his teammate Kevin Harvick squarely on the bubble. Is there any extra pressure on the four team going into a track where they've recently dominated? Almarola isn't sure. I have no idea. You, you would have to ask Kevin Harvick that question, not me. Um, I, I, I'm sure they have a lot of confidence that they will make it into the playoffs. They're a great race team. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be fast at some of these races coming up. He's uh, dominated Michigan the last several years. I'm sure they'll be fast at Daytona. So um, I have no doubt that uh, they're thinking about it. Uh, if I was in their situation, I would certainly at least be thinking about it or be aware, but I, I, I believe they have confidence in, in their team and, and, and certainly in our organization um, that they'll be able to get the job done and, and um, yeah, and go make the playoffs. 
The Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of all the action this weekend at Michigan. The Arkham Menard Series will hit the track on Friday with our coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The NASCAR Xfinity Series continues their push toward the playoffs on Saturday with our coverage beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. The NASCAR Cup Series then takes center stage with the Firekeepers Casino 400 on Sunday. And MRN will have flag-to-flag -flag coverage beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up this week in NASCAR history. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Getting ready to shut her down for this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Before we do that, it's that time of the week. It's time for this week in NASCAR history with Susie Armstrong. Thanks, Mike. 1975, Jersey rocker Bruce Springsteen warmed up his waning career with the landmark third album and top 40 title track, Born to Run. NASA lit the boosters on a Titan Centaur launch vehicle, sending the Mars probe Viking 1 into orbit and on to the red planet. British journalist David Frost struck up some hot Q&A with former President Richard Nixon, and Buddy Baker was cool at the wheel in Alabama, leading 93 laps to win the Talladega 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Baker goes down to the bottom of the track now. Betty can't seem to catch up to him. Baker still has three or four car lengths as they now head for the tri-oval and home. Sonny King forward to Buddy Baker out of the number four corner. Petty is closing. He chops it to one car length, two car lengths. He's right on his bumper as they hit the tri-oval. Still about two car lengths back. Here goes Petty down on the inside. Here they come for the finish. Petty trying to find some distance. He's up there. Baker tries to cut him off. He twitches the car around. Fish tails and Baker wins it. Baker wins by just about five feet over Richard Petty. Amazing win. David, he did it again. Nineteen ninety-six, Los Del Rio got maximum mileage from the one-hit wonder Macarena as the reggae hit launched a midsummer dance craze. Amateur championship golfer Tiger Woods turns pro, garnering endorsements, the PGA rookie title, and SI's Sportsman of the Year award. And Dale Jarrett aced the final eight circuits at Michigan International Speedway, edging Mark Martin to win the GM Goodwrench Dealer four hundred. Terry Labonte may try to find a way around Mark Martin for second, but off of turn number four, Dale Jarrett pulls away by one car length down to the start-finish line, and it's going to be Dale Jarrett scoring his second win at the Michigan International Speedway. Jarrett wins the GM Goodwrench 400. He never led in the race until seven laps to go all afternoon. This was never the way 2008, Katy Perry topped the Hot 100 for seven consecutive weeks with the controversial mega hit, I Kissed a Girl. Michael Phelps nabbed a record eight gold medals, and Ryan Lochte and Usain Bolt blasted world records in swimming and track respectively as the Beijing Olympics heated up in northern China. And Carl Edwards was stroking just west of the Motor City, driving the Roush Fenway Racing Ford to victory in the 3M Performance 400 at Michigan.
Carl Edwards comes up the back straightaway with the race lead and looking for the race win here at Michigan. It's Edwards, Bush, Reagan, and Biffle. Edwards just walking away from him here at Michigan, looking for the checkered flag off turn number four. Carl Edwards stretches that Ford out coming off turn number four. He's going to victory lane here today at Michigan International Speedway, scoring a win for the fifth time this year. Carl Edwards takes the 3M Performance 400. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Also, would like to thank John Hunter Nemechek for joining us. Also, we thank Ben Rhodes, Sheldon Creed, and Rick Brenner. For the rest of the Amaran crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us as well, and we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.